Welcome into part two of episode 14 of Red Zone Talk. We got more football to talk about, folks, all right? I hope you didn't think you were getting off easy with 50 minutes, because that's not how we roll around here, all right? We've got headlines, we've got bets, and, you know, it's just, it's football. You know? It's time to time to talk football, so. It is. Well, uh, we're going to jump into some headlines here and then, then do our bets to finish out this episode. Um, first one I wanted to talk about, is CJ Stroud a legitimate MVP candidate? Um, I think it's an interesting conversation at the very least. It is. I would agree. Um, I think as of right now, he is. Um, mm-hmm. I think, again, not the same conversation. Top five or top, like where are you putting him? In the MVP conversation right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top five, top three, top one. Doing, doing no research into this beforehand, I'd say top five but like i think you might be able to talk me into top three honestly i think he's Um, i think he's top five i think top five's fair yeah i'm perfectly okay with that um it it's not the same conversation as we had about brock purdy being an mvp candidate but i think the same qualifiers apply of like he's gotta be pretty damn good the whole way through and somebody else can't come in and steal it i think it's gonna be very easy for someone to come in and just kind of yank it from him um if it lines up right but the way he's playing right now, like if the Texans make the playoffs, right? Say they win the division. Texans win the division. The Jags still win 10 games, but say the Texans somehow win 11 and take that mm-hmm. division. CJ Stroud is continuing to play the way he is right now. I mean, it's hard to, it's impossible to deny the conversation at that point. Right. Yeah. I think, um, I think, I think if they win the division, I think it definitely opens it up more. Um, I mean, my top five for MVP right now is kind of wild. Um, it, it's a little bit all over the place. Um, I'm, I'm going to give him a no specific order. This is my top five right now. Tyreek Hill, CJ Stroud, Miles Garrett, Lamar Jackson, AJ Brown. That's my top five right now for MVP. I saw somebody do that last week, and, and he ranked him, and AJ Brown and Tyreek were one and two in that order, and I was like, they're on such crazy pace because i think they're both over a thousand yards so far this season yeah tyreek is at a thousand seventy five yards aj brown is at a thousand five like they are on pace to put up absolute monstrous numbers they both are and they were at a thousand last week which is like pretty early and they both had buys last week is that right yeah 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 no you're yeah, Miami, yeah, yeah, Miami definitely had their buy, and or yeah, and Philly definitely had theirs too. Yeah, 100%. I was like they Philly. Philly had. I know Philly had theirs because all my fantasy football teams were struggling <laughs> because I do nothing but draft Eagles players. I think uh, it's a, a solid. I've thought about that, and you know, people are always like, "Oh, don't stack up your bye weeks." And I saw the theory of like just draft all the same. Yeah, yeah, just lose one game and be fucking dominant elsewhere. And also, while we're on the topic of fantasy football, I'll just go off hinge for a second. Uh, a special fu to you, my friend, because you're obviously my fantasy kryptonite. Definitely on ESPN. I haven't yeah. logged into Sleeper in forever. I'm in five ESPN fantasy football leagues. I had a rough week last week, but before last week, eight and one, seven and two, seven and two. I have two teams that are four and five and five and four. Guess which two leagues you're in? Out of those <laughs> leagues? Yeah, you're in the two leagues that I'm sucking in. The three leagues you're not in, I'm fucking kicking shit in right now. I beat you in sleeper last week. I did did look that up. I kicked your ass in sleeper last week, and then I haven't it was a bad game though. So long. We were both pretty bad that that leak. And then in the one of the leagues that I'm in with you, 
I think in both of those leagues, I'm in first or second. I think I'm yeah. seven you're and my, two in both of those. Yeah, you're my kryptonite in those ESPN leagues right now. I'm kicking shit in in the leagues you're not in right now, but I'm struggling yeah. where you're at. So, But yeah, this is the, the point being is this is the year that the MVP conversation is the most open I think it's ever been. Um, it's it's open for anyone to run away with it. Uh, Miles Garrett, I think, is the, unfortunately the least likely to win it. But he has yeah. honestly probably been the most dominant and the most deserving of it. Uh, he just looks like a freak out there. Um, yeah. This is a year where if like TJ Watt had a TJ Watt season, like he would have won MVP. And like this yeah. is like the closest I think we're gonna see it. Um, yeah. without it, I mean, I think I think Miles Garrett hits the twenty sack mark, which I think is possible. I think he's at eleven so far. Um, yeah. I think it's interesting. I think he's in the conversation for sure. I mean, you think about every quarterback that we usually have in this conversation, you're like, well, I'm kind of struggling, right? Like yeah. Pat, Patty's not playing his best football. Lamar has struggled as of late. He definitely has struggled finding the end zone as yeah. of late. Um, Joe Burrow's had a down year. Like Jalen Hurts hasn't played fantastic, not an MVP yeah. level. So it's by far and away the year of the non-quarterback if somebody were to go get it. But – I will say, right, it's the quarterback's award. Somebody kicks it on for eight weeks, they're going to run away with yeah. this award pretty easily. you know. And I think if, if Tyree cracks the 2,000-yard mark, I think it's really – or AJ does it. I if think either it makes, of them, yeah. Yeah, I think it makes it really interesting for them. Um, for those of you wondering why we're saying it's such a weird quarterback year, let me read you the top five leaders in passing yards. Are you ready for this list? It is. I am. Sam Howell at one, CJ Stroud at two, Tua at three, Josh Allen at four, Jared Goff at five. Um, and I really think one of those guys can win MVP, and I don't think the rest can. Uh, yeah, only one of those guys would you say are top five quarterbacks for this year. Hell, you probably only say one of those guys are top ten quarterbacks before the year. Year, yeah. Be Josh and Allen. Josh Allen. And, uh, yeah, they're both they're – both, they're all climbing in their way. Um and I think for CJ, as much as he might not be on the top team, he's going to be on the team that makes the biggest leap, right? Yep. Uh, I think yep. the Texans won two games last year. Does that sound right? Two? I mean, yeah, they had the number two overall pick. Two so overall pick, yeah, it was two or three. Maybe it was four. Two, three, um, maybe four max. And yeah. uh, right now, I'd say that the coach of the year plays in Houston right now as well. I think D'Amico Ryan's has got to be up for that award in my opinion. Word. Oh, for sure. I think it's got to be him. Um, especially if they, if they make the playoffs, I think CJ Stroud really solidifies a chance. And long as he keeps playing, like he's been playing because he has been just and he's winning, but he's not winning like a rookie wins, right? He's not yeah. winning by a great defense and playing conservative. He is out gunslinging people. Yeah. Head to head uh, with Tampa Bay had no issue just going toe to toe yeah. with that team. Not a two minute, not a two minute drive, a minute and a half, a 45 second drive with one timeout to go score, take the lead. Like yeah. he is, he is playing football. Truthfully right now, CJ Stroud is inevitable. I think that's the best way of putting it. Like, yeah, like it's, he is it's definitely he's, been different to see for sure. Yeah. He is getting his, there is no doubt about that right now. So Oof. Yeah, I, I think we're in a it's it's a really weird year all around. Like no quarterbacks running away with it. And truthfully, I don't think anybody's running away with it, right? Like Tyreek and AJ have played great, but there's not a stud running back that's in, in this conversation right now. The running CMC, backs are out. Eckler, yeah, yeah, nothing. There's nothing going on at the running back position, you know. 
Derrick Henry runs for 2,000 yards this year, he might be the guy to nab it, but it's not going to happen, you know? I think so. Christian McCaffrey's outrunning Derrick Henry. I think they're both at, like, 900 yards that so far, so like, it'd be really, really hard me. for them to hit the 2,000 mark for sure. Yeah. Would not um, surprise me. All right, next conversation we're going to have. Um, let's let's jump into the conversation we had earlier. Uh, DTR is going to start for the Browns. Uh, Deshaun Watson is out for the rest of the season. You don't like starting DTR here. You, you're more of a PJ Walker guy. You still feel that stance? Or, uh, firstly, I want to talk about how fucking frustrating it is that we have the how good I how, how much I talk about the Ravens defense that we allowed Deshaun Watson to come back on us the way he did with one shoulder is fucking embarrassing firstly and it would wholly explain why he was uh one for eight and an interception in seven yards to start the game uh because he got hurt that early on but yeah and i think you kind of drew me back towards the dtr crowd with what we talked about in between the two episodes but because everyone's talking oh you got to see what you have in the young guy well last time you saw what you had in the young guy you traded him to arizona for a fifth round pick now he's a starter in minnesota he's kicking shit you kind of wish you would have still had josh dobbs right about now He's not um, that young though, is he? No, nah, I mean he's he's in his fourth year probably. But uh, and and what's funny is that it's DTR playing so well in the preseason is what led to Josh Dobbs being traded. They didn't feel like they traded. needed him. Um, Josh Dobbs is twenty eight. Oh shit! I thought he was like twenty six, but still, no. not not old by any stretch. Um, yeah, no. you know people are like, oh, you got to see what you have in the young guy. Um, Deshaun Watson's on a fully guaranteed contract for another four years. So truthfully, I don't see. If anything, I think it creates a little bit of a tension, right? Because if DTR comes in and balls out, right? Say the Browns win the division somehow. You know, they make the playoffs. Like, and he plays some pretty convincing football down the stretch. Not that he's going to steal the job from Deshaun next year, right? But again, outside of the second half against Baltimore last week, Deshaun Watson has not played good football all year. He has no. not looked anywhere near worth the money. And if he wasn't being paid so much, I think conversations of benching him would have came up by now. The second half against Baltimore really did redeem him. He looked like Deshaun Watson in the second half, which terrifies me as a Ravens fan going forward. But, you know, if DTR comes in and, and balls out and then Deshaun starts slow next year, now there's animosity in your locker room. Do we want to go with DTR? Can you afford benching a guy that you gave a fully guaranteed contract to? Creates a lot of wormholes. And again, before you read PJ Walker's numbers for me this year, I felt like he gave them a better shot to win. Um, I thought he was a very talented quarterback in Carolina. Um, his XFL highlights are some of the, probably the best of anybody that played in that league. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm definitely leaning more into the DTR camp after we talked about it off the air. Thank God for saving me of this embarrassing conversation. Cause I was full tilt with PJ Walker beforehand, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I think, they're both it's it's the worst of both situations there it really is like it's just not a not a great spot to be in um so i th i think that's tough right like i think on on both sides there it's you've got a, a rookie who played well in the preseasons not playing well now um so you're you're kind of up against that you know what i mean it's yeah. it's one of those ones that you got to figure out what you're going to do Sorry, I agree, and it's figure out this number here. It's not a fucking easy spot at all. Um, so of course you're trying to figure that out. I'm reading updates on Thursday Night Football right now. Um, um 
Yeah. So let's let's talk about the other side of this here. Sorry, we're we're losing a little steam here. Feels feels like we need to build back up some momentum here. Um, is this the worst trade ever? I I can't think of a trade where I th- I think the conversation really is boiling down to two people that are in this conversation. Uh, I think it's Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson and. I, 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 it's tough to not say it's Deshaun just with the sheer volume of stuff it's, they gave up. Yeah. And I think the contract solidifies it to me. The contract yeah, is what is really like the nail in the coffin that kind of swings it, which again, we're not talking about the contract. We're talking about the trade. Um, yeah. No, but I mean, yeah, but it's part of it, right? Because like if the Broncos really wanted to, they could get out from underneath Russell Wilson. It's not, it wouldn't be easy to do, but it's something they could do. There's no situation where Deshaun Watson is not on the roster for the Browns for the least the next at least three years. Like yeah, two if not three. Yeah, his dead cap number next year is like two hundred million dollars, or yeah, you know it's what I mean? Like, like you know they they it's almost like they fully guaranteed it or something. You know? Yeah, they feel like um, it's insane how rough that contract's going to be. Um, but I I think it's honestly been I thought it was a good move because I thought he was young thought he was going to play better. It's It's been nothing but disappointing. Yeah, the only downside was the off-the-field stuff that he was dealing with at the time of the deal. Other than that, this guy was consummate top-five quarterback in the league. You know, like he was three or four, and just about everybody's list, the lowest you'd see him would be like six when he was in Houston, right? Yeah. And, you know, so you're thinking you're locking that guy up, fully guaranteed, whatever it takes to keep him cool. Again, outside of the two quarters of football that they played last week in the second half, he has looked bad, truthfully. Like it's not yeah. that he hasn't played great, hasn't played elite, not good, bad. He's played bad football. Bad. Um, yeah, and uh, kind of been carried by the defense up to that point, you know. So why he decided to wait until a broken shoulder to play great football, I couldn't fucking tell you. But um, it sucks for Browns fans because you finally thought, we're like, wow, we have some momentum, right? He was thirteen for thirteen to start that second half, and he was not the sole reason that they came back against Baltimore, but he was the driving reason, in my opinion, no doubt in my head. And now all of a sudden we're going to have to wait a whole nother year to see him play football again. Kind of immediately robs him of that momentum. I do think it's the worst trade. Uh, the Russell Wilson trade. Now, if you ask me last year, it's Russell Wilson by a country mile because yeah. just the upside alone of Deshaun Watts, Deshaun wasn't playing great football last year either when he played after, you know, the 11 game suspension, but just the upside alone of Deshaun Watson outweighed how bad Russell Wilson was last year. Yeah. Russell Wilson's winning. They're on a three-game win streak. They're winning football games. It's ugly. They're allowing 400 yards a game defensively, but they're winning football games, right? I, we we lost faith in Sean Payton early on in the season We because it didn't go as well as everyone thought it was. I mean, we both kind of thought it would be similar to what it's been. Um, yeah. Honestly, they might have outperformed our expectations, I think you and I put on them. but I would agree. Uh, like Sean Payton is fixing the situation. I it's not perfect necessarily. And I think another year of Sean Payton and being able to bring in the pieces he wants to bring in, I think that team could be fixed. Like that team isn't crazy for missing the playoffs for sure. So, yeah. And, and again, and it's more impressive because we're like, Oh, they're not blowing people out of the water. They're not putting up crazy numbers. I just told you they're allowing 400. They are the worst defense by yardage marks. They're the worst defense in the league. They're allowing 400-plus yards on defense. It makes what him and Sean Payton are doing that much more impressive in my mind that they're on this three-game streak, right? And I get it. 
They got bailed out by 12 people on the field against Buffalo. In in a year's time, where yeah, we're not talking about it, right? As long as that letter is in the left column where it says a W, not an L, who effing cares how we got here, right? So I agree. I I would say that they have outperformed expectations. Even if they were to lose out the rest of the way, I'd still think this three-week window is more than I thought that we were going to see from them in this season as a whole. Yeah. No, it's been been interesting for sure. Cool. Let's jump into the next thing. Uh, is there anything Justin Fields can do to save his job at this point? Unfortunately, I don't think so. Um, I don't think he should lose his job outright. I feel bad for the kid. Um, I think he's still incredibly talented. Um, and I understand the knocks on his game. I don't want to make it sit here. I'm like, he's great. I don't understand why they want to get rid of it. No, he's had his bad games. The injury definitely didn't hurt or didn't help him at all. Um, but just with where they're drafting at and how many talented quarterbacks are going to be in this class, it's impossible for him to keep his job at this point. Like, I just don't. Now, if we were walking into last year's class with with where we're at now, I don't think he probably loses his job outright. I don't think, to me, yeah. Bryce Young or CJ Stroud would have blew me out of the water enough to move off of him. We've got that guy this year. We've we've already well, we might have didn't. two or three of them. You know, I mean, they traded out of the first pick. Like, I, Chicago is going to have back to back years where they have the first overall pick. Now, this year, it's not going to be their own pick. More than likely, it's looking like it's going to be that Carolina pick. But mm-hmm. regardless, it's very rare for a quarterback to keep their job when they have back to back seasons. I mean, their own pick is still going to very easily be in the top ten. So, yeah. Um, unless he comes out and plays like an MVP level candidate, I just don't see a world where he saves his own job. Yeah, and I don't think it's really possible with the last, you know, what are we, like six, seven, eight weeks of the year that it's possible for him to come in and play that well to seal it. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's been hurt the last couple of weeks. Obviously, they've been starting, uh, what is it, Tyson starts with a B. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, bad. Uh, I can't pronounce Badge it. Badgerant or something, yeah. or something like yeah. that. Um, I will say that with where Carolina was at, I do think that. You know, I don't know how Darnell Wright's doing right now in Chicago at tackle. I have no idea how that pick's panned out. Trading back that one spot from nine to ten and not taking Jalen Carter, I think, is a move that will haunt them for a while. I understand for it wasn't sure. the biggest need in the world. You do not pass on a player of that caliber. And to me, that's like a microcosm of exactly what's wrong with the Bears. Is they're like, Well, we don't need yeah. it right now. I don't care. He might be the best player in the draft. You take him. Like, you draft him. You are in desperate need of superstar talent. He was sitting there. And what'd you say? You're like, huh, I wonder. Mm, let's give him to the best team in the NFC instead. Fuck you, I, Chicago. I, I, I will say this. Like, they might not have had the locker room around him to build him up to have success. So, yeah, I agree. I think- the situ- situation's drastically affect what he could have went to Chicago, gotten into some trouble and been off the field right now. Yeah. It's possible. Like it, you know, it, it is possible. So they might've been evaluating it from that standpoint of like, listen, we don't have the guys around him to like bring him in and say, Hey, like, listen, this is, this is what you're going to be. Um, we're in Philadelphia, man. If there was one team that's really sure, like it was, we talked about it a lot. It was that team. So I don't completely blame him when it comes to that. So, yeah, yeah, I think that kind of wraps it up. Let's jump into bets here. 
Um, if Ooh. you or anyone you know is struggling with a gambling addiction, contact the Problem Gambling Helpline at 800-522-4700. Professionals are available 24 hours a day to take your call. Help is available at no cost to the problem gambler or their concerned others. A uh, big week for you and I last week. Um, both went three and zero. Did you update the records when you? I did. did I did this? update the records. Yes. Okay. That brings me to a thirteen and sixteen here. Not a not a great year for me overall, but inching back closer. I had the Cardinals plus one and a half versus the Falcons. Steelers minus three versus the Packers and 49ers minus three versus the Jags. All three hit. Um, I was pretty confident on most of these and I'm, I'm just happy that my Falcons pick hit. Finally, I finally <laughs> yeah, go against the team <laughs> and it finally worked out in my favor. Thank God. That's crazy. Yeah. I, uh, I've been riding hot this year. I'm a uh, 17, nine and I did have, I think it's our foot, our first push and, in our show's history this year. I don't remember us having a push in the past. I don't think we have had a push in the past. Yeah. Um, so 17, nine and one, I had Minnesota plus three versus new Orleans. Josh Dobbs, uh, magic continues again, Vegas versus the jets. Aiden O'Connell and Antonio Pierce get it done against one of the better defenses in the league. And then again, we shared that pick San Francisco versus Jacksonville. I'll tell you what, as much as I said, I absolutely could not fucking stand that slate last week. And that's why we ended up sharing a game. Combined five and zero oh between the, the the five picks we made, pretty damn good week if I do say so yeah. myself. It was a good week. Um, all right, my three picks this week is going to be Texans minus four and a half versus the Cardinals. Um, I think this is an overcorrectment of Kyler Murray coming back. He didn't look great. He played he played well enough to win for sure, um, but I don't think he played phenomenal. So I like the four and a half. Uh, on the Texans there. I think they're a hot team that's playing really, really well. Uh, Steelers plus one and a half versus the Browns. This game is going to be the battle of the defenses, right? Like this, both offenses I expect to be very bad. And you're going to give me one and a half points with the guy who's with the team. That's not starting the rookie quarterback. I will always, always, always take those in this situation. Um, I love DTR. I think DTR is a great quarterback this is going to be a brutal matchup for him. Like this is a tough defense to go up against. So I will always, always take the team with the points there. Um, Seahawks minus one versus Rams. <laughs> this one felt like a trap to me. Um, felt way, way too close. Um, Seattle's been playing, playing pretty good this year. And the Rams obviously have been up and down disappointing. Um, Stafford's expected to start. I don't know if he actually will or not. I know he's, he's on his way back, but, uh, he's still fighting those injuries, so I like. I think Seattle. you're smart to grab it at minus one because I think if he goes down, this becomes minus three, minus five. Yeah, probably four quickly. and a half is where it'll max out if I had to guess. But I do like your picks. I almost took the Steelers and Browns. I decided to go a different direction, and I know what you're saying. It's, it's, it's thirty-two a and a half. Number oh, is it a ridiculous a number? number? Yes. What I'm thinking is I'm seventeen nine and one. I just went 3-0 again last week. I think it's my third, if not fourth week I've went 3-0, which is fucking insane. Um, oh. I'm getting aggressive. All right, Browns, Steelers, under 32 and a half. It was the wagon for me last year was the AFC North Unders. You're talking about it. The Steelers have one of the worst offenses in the game. DTR's coming in. And again, the Browns defense is no slouch. If, if Pittsburgh struggles against anybody, they're damn sure going to struggle against Miles Garrett and the boys. And then on the other side of it, well coached, a couple stars. Pittsburgh's defense has not been playing up to their level of football. It is a rookie quarterback. 
this feels like like a, a good old 14-6 game in my yeah. opinion or a 17-6. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see a t- we see like two combined touchdowns this game. Honestly, I think it's going to be an ugly game of football if you like scoring offenses. If you love watching defenses and punters work, make sure you go get NFL NFL League Pass because you're definitely not going to see these two teams on NFL Red Zone much, I don't think, this weekend. True. Um, Minnesota plus two and a half versus Denver. I'm betting on a little bit more Josh Dobbs magic, and I think the Denver Broncos streak finally comes to an again uh, an end. All three of my picks are fucking nuts this week. Uh, I probably the least confident I felt in this, but again, I'm I'm trying to be a little more aggressive, not trying to play it safe, which I think has bit me in the ass the one time I did it earlier this year. So again, take it with a grain of salt. But I got a lead to play with, and I'm gonna goddamn play with it. Okay, um, yeah, Minnesota yeah. plus two and a half. I think. Dobbs has just looked good. He's looked very good, and I think. Minnesota is surging a hair. Um, is Justin Jefferson there. back from the IR? I don't think he's playing this week. I don't think he's regardless. playing this week. If he is, yeah, I don't think he is back though. I could be wrong. But again, this is a team that went from one and four and is now rallying around a Kirk Cousins injury. And if they can survive another week or two and get Justin Jefferson back, they have a serious chance to challenge for the division. I don't think they'll catch Detroit. I think Detroit's going to be playing some good football the rest of the way, but if Detroit slips up for a couple weeks and Minnesota keeps surging, it's not out of the realm of possibility for them to catch it up. They're damn sure. And again, there's not a ton of great NFC wildcard teams. This is a team that could slip in there against literally every single odd possible lose your starting quarterback, lose your star receiver for half the year trade for a guy in the middle of the year still make the wild card in the NFC would be an absolute nuts after a one and four start. They would have beaten everything that's been put in front of them. It'll be one of the best stories I think in NFL history for a wild card team. Yeah. Justin um, Jefferson's still on IR, but yeah, they are also, they're on a five game win streak here. So that's not, I did not know that. That's nuts. Yeah. With two five, separate quarterbacks. Least, yeah. With two different quarterbacks and yeah, they started out one and four. They're on a five game heater. So it is an interesting game i think that that's going to be a really exciting game to watch a lot of games with high spreads we uh we of course hate high spreads well yeah <laughs> we usually do <laughs> we usually do yeah, we usually do that is alluding to my third pick i'm probably buying a little bit too much in antonio pierce hype right now especially with how the miami offense has been cooking this year i have the las vegas raiders plus 12 and a half versus the miami dolphins um it's just now crossing in my head that the Dolphins are also coming off of a bye week against a Raiders team that's not the most talented in the world. But again, I think the Raiders have something cooking. All right. Am I putting way too much stock into it? 110%. Yes, I am. All right. But I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is and ride. They are going to lose this game. I do not think Antonio Pierce and the Vegas Raiders are going to win this game. I they think they can keep them? it. I think they can keep it to 10. You know, I think they can keep it to 10 to 7. And, and kind of make the Dolphins work a little, maybe make them sweat a little bit on their sidelines. Um, but yeah, if if Antonio Pierce and the Raiders win this thing, man, sign the extension now. Okay, just let's completely overreact to it. Give them the 10-year, call it a deal, move on. But not seriously. Yeah. But 
You're more you're more likely to. I'll buy that it it could be a ten pointer and they cover. I like that, now when you say it like that, I'm like it's not crazy. I just hate lines like that because it's. Like, I I hundred percent hate it. I've, we've never touched them. There's a reason we never touch them because it's insane. As a fan of the game, the other thing I also despise is when it's you're you, you're betting right. So you're invested in the game. You're watching a game. You probably you're not a fan of either team, right? But you bet mm-hmm. on it, so you want to watch it. And then you're like, oh, no, this team's down 14 now. Shit. Like, that doesn't – it's just not fun. Like, to me, Fair. that's not fun when it's like – Please just go kick a field goal as time expires. Field goal. Woo! They kicked a field goal. Lost by 11. Woo-hoo! Like, that's what I, I need. Like, how, McVay, how Vegas phoned McVeigh in to kick that field goal and cover. I need them to go oh, make the God. phone call, have, have them kick the field goal as time expires just to make it an 11-point loss. And we'll call it a win. All right. It was all in the script. That's how the script works. Yep. You're goddamn right it was. Well, you got anything else, guys? No, I don't think so. If you if you enjoy it, if you're liking the shorter content, make sure to give us a share uh, with a friend. Yeah, you know, like if 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 you want us to go back to the long episodes, we will. But I I've got nothing but good feedback about the short episodes. I don't know about you. People are liking that's a little bit more bite size, easier to consume, but share half the episode, you know, throw, throw somebody a line, say, Hey, listen, you know, here's 30 minutes of a, of a podcast, give it a listen. And then if yeah. they like it, you know, they'll, they'll explore more. So all your gambler friends out there that didn't want to sit through an hour of us rambling to get to the 10 minutes of bets at the end, it's right yeah. here for you. You just got to listen to 15 minutes of us talking about headlines. You can hear and throw all your money away at, at Vegas plus 12 and a half. Okay. You can do it just like I will this weekend. Okay. Ride the wave, ride the wave, ride the goddamn wave folks. Well, that's going to do it for episode 14 folks. We will see you next week for episode 15, hopefully with another green week of bets, but that uh, only time will tell how we'll do again this week. So that's going to do it for Tim and I we will see you guys next week for episode 15. Until then stay safe, stay healthy. We'll see you then.